this autumn, Milwaukee Tool has you covered with a comprehensive lineup of pro-grade chainsaws and hatchets designed to tackle any cutting task with ease. No pull starts, no petrol fumes, no downtime for ongoing engine maintenance. Find your closest authorised trade partner today at milwaukeetool.com.au and experience the power and performance for yourself. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Rick's. Rick's is an Australian lifestyle brand founded with a mission to transform the eyewear industry by creating carefully crafted eyewear that inspires confidence. Everybody should be able to enjoy a touch of luxury and the confidence it brings. See the world differently today. Head online now at rickseyewear.com.au and check it out. Righto, let's get into the show. Even if there's a sunny, do I have to send you so that you don't wear aviators? Yeah, oh, no, I got no idea. I picked so these up on. from Kmart. <laughs> I reckon I'm giving you five pairs. I need to change me tune. You know what? I'm the king of the four game. And you got to shoot your big fucking Luna pork mouth. Yeah, 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 four game bomb. And shoot your mouth. You don't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's good times. Big good shout time. out to Squashy though. You got the Squash Sports Recreation yeah, yeah, Club. Mate. These are great. Um, Jack Watts gave me these jumpers. I think he was hoping that I'd give him a nick, but I wore them all. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Jack, but uh, they are great, great jumpers. So um, I've seen you in them a lot. Are you, are you playing tennis at the moment? Um, yeah, I'm playing a little bit. Like um, I'm still a member down at Keong somehow. And uh, I uh, went down to the day squad the other day and got chopped up by a bunch of 14-year-olds. So um, <laughs> I, I saw your Instagram and, mate, that is that funny when you hit the net and you're like, fuck. Mate, I take it so seriously. You know? You're good. You, know, like, so you talk, you talk oh. yourself down too much, I reckon. Yeah. You're I, very good. No, nah, I appreciate that, mate. It's nice of you to say. Look, I'm a, I'm a qualified coach now. I went through Tennis Australia and got the qualifications. So... You know, it's always something that I'd like to fall back on. Like, I love tennis. I'm so passionate about the game. Mm. At some point, if comedy doesn't work out, I'll definitely probably turn my hand to tennis coaching, you know, because I still love the game so much. But, um, yeah, look, I don't know, mate. It's just something that I enjoy doing. It's a good stress release for me. And um, yeah. even though I'm getting chopped up by the next gen, I'll still I'll still get out there and compete <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. Next gen. That, yeah. Man, you're so funny. With 14-year-olds yeah. top, like, is that how good the talent is coming oh, through? Oh, there's some very good. Good players, man, and especially that squad. Like David Bidmead, he runs the runs the roost down there, and um, he runs a Kuyong Day squad. And a lot of those kids are, you know, trying to go pro or playing in the futures challenger circuit. So those guys are really good, mate. So the level's high, you know. Talk me through, like, so when you go down there, are you just pick? Is it just a pickup game, or you're teeing up these fourteen year olds? Mate, it's so funny. Like I wear all whites. So I put my sweatbands on, and these kids are just looking at me like, "Who is this psycho?" And I'm out there like full grunting, like ripping commands, like I'm taking it so serious. It's so funny. But that's why I think Bitters likes me down there because I'll bring like a good energy. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like it's like I take it really seriously. And competitive, like that rally you put up on Insta. Yeah. I, remember you, I just remember you put this story up and you're like, trust me, wait to the end. And I'm, it went for about a minute. Yeah. It's the longest rally and then you've hit it into the net and gone, fuck. Yeah, yeah. It, mate, I take it so seriously. Like when I was a kid, I was such a little tennis nerd. Like my first email address was tennisfreakofnature.com. <laughs> like I was an absolute psycho, mate. That's so. great. So, yeah, look, it is, but um, yeah, look, I just love it, man. Like, there's there's nothing I love more. Speaking really. of tennis, I missed it, um, and you somewhat missed it as well. Yeah, we've had a little bit of a laugh down at the cafe here, which is yeah. uh, quite funny, but it's not that funny. But yeah, round out the um, Aussie <laughs> Open for me, mate, because <laughs> I was in America and I was flat, but then I yeah. saw that you know the dream team Cocky and Kiggs were out due to the injury, which sucked. Um, but I didn't feel like I was missing too much when I, you know, when I, when I saw that our, our mates were kind of gone. So 
Yeah, um, it's your main event and everyone comes from far and wide to watch you today show. <laughs> you know, you, you are in the box giving them these uh, ones. You got the gun. You would have worked out all year just to get your guns. Well, it's funny. I get right the, I that. get that message all the time. Like people are commenting on my social media saying, Ellie, it's like Mariah Carey on Christmas. You know, it's like the <laughs> yeah. same thing. It's like every time the Oz Open rolls out, I'm just like, ladies and gentlemen, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> get ready for a couple of Sterling Novak and Ravidadale impersonations. Here he is. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was funny, mate, because I actually got really crook. So mm. the boys got, um, the boys obviously couldn't play and um, I got, I got really crook. So I, uh, I had like a eye infection and, um, I had like a, I got bitten by a mosquito when I was away with my miso <laughs> down the coast wow, and, in um, the eye. yeah, no. So I got like a really sore throat and then my eye just went redder than the devil's appendage. And I was like, <laughs> what's going on here? And, um, I went to the, uh, ear and eye hospital, like, um, and they just said, mate, your eyes cooked. And basically I had to have like surgery on it because it formed heaps of scar tissue, like in the actual eyeball. Oh, wow. So I had to like put my head on this, like, I don't know, this, this little thing. And they literally just like ripped open my eye and, and like scraped it all out, man. It's so uncomfortable. Wow. Yeah. And you're out. You're out. What's that? Like you're, you're asleep. When this no, happened? no, man. Like, like fully awake. Awake? Yeah, man. I had this like Asian doctor, like full talking to me, man. And I had oh, to like make wow. combo with him and stuff. Like he was like, yeah, how are you, mate? You're good? I'm like, yeah, I'm all good, And mate. you got to keep your eye open? Yeah, while like, like it's, they, they wedge it open. But yeah, it's pretty full on. But they put like an anesthetic drop in your eye so that yeah. it numbs it. But it's just uncomfortable as, man. And then like after it like subsides, like the anesthetic subsides, you're like, oh, man, like this is... This hurts. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then to make matters worse, man, Thanasi really wanted me at his match. And I wanted to go too. I saw this. And he played Andy Murray. It was like the third latest finish in tennis history or something. It was like 4.30 in the morning or something it finished. And I was sitting there with like sunglasses on, getting potted by all my mates in the box. Like literally had the specs on, 4.30 in the morning. All my <laughs> mates are messaging me going, what the, who the fuck is this bloke wearing glasses in Thanasi Kokodas' box? Like it was all over the TV. Jim Courier's giving it to these ones. He's like, what's going on right there? But some guy <laughs> is wearing sunglasses at 4.30 in the morning <laughs> in this Andy Murray, the Nisi Kokonakis matchup. What is going on right about now? Like he couldn't work it out. <laughs> Roger Rashid's like yeah there seems to be a wank out there courtside um, and it's not me it's another bloke in the box um, and he's <laughs> anyway so I'm sitting there like soaking it up and like literally man my eye was bleeding after the match Really? And I made the joke with Hadassi. I'm like, mate, you played so fucking bad, my eyes were bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it's it was a great match. Like, I mean, oh, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, my it was, God. Like, it was, that last set was like, oh. Oh, it was, I mean, it was hard to watch in the end because yeah. you're like, come on, big fella, like, get the get the chocolates. Yeah, exactly. But it was one of the greatest oh, matches. Mate, it was it? so good to watch. But, yeah, it's just unfortunate that the day that I had eye surgery, I watched my mate play one of the biggest gladiatorial sporting yeah, matches yeah, I've ever seen. <laughs> He stitched you up, hadn't he? No, I thought I was going home when he was 5-3 up in the third at like, you know, it was like 12 o'clock at night. I'm like, beauty, I get to rest my eye up and then it just yeah. kept going. That is going, so, you are, going. You're a loyal, loyal man. Um, yeah, and no, I love it. Why was it so late? Because I was in the States and I couldn't work out. Was there a delay or was it just like um, it started late? No, it just, it, I think it was. It was slightly delayed and then uh, it just kept going, mate. The rallies were some of the most hectic rallies I've ever seen. But I have a theory, and I think a lot of the players would agree with me here, that it seems to be slowing down every year. Like, I think their balls, the tennis balls themselves are actually getting slower. The courts are getting slower. And I think they're doing it for the spectators to make the rallies longer to generate more interest in the sport. Yeah, right. That's not yeah, a bad yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's happening. Yeah. Well, you could easily, um, you'd be able to get statistics on that. Yeah, you probably could. And see how many rallies, you yeah. know, there's been in the last five yeah. years. Do you so know? 
Nah, but we could find yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, sad. can you pull that up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. that is, yeah. So your eye thing is fascinating. Yeah, man, your eyes great. look fantastic. So oh, which thanks, one man. is it? Like, I was my left eye. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it was a really bizarre because um, what was it called? It was, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact name of the inf- infection. I actually know the, the name, but anyway, what can happen is you can get bitten by these mosquitoes. They carry the infection and it started off with like a really sore throat. And then my eye just went so red, man. Like it was literally like completely red mm. and it was really sore. And I was using like, um, uh, like uh, the what they call it, like pink eye. What's it called? <laughs> like what, what's it called though? I don't um, know. Conjunctivitis yeah. or something like that. Oh, when it gets all like yeah. So I, that's what that. I thought that I had. So yeah. I was just getting all the stuff you can get from the chemist for that, and all the chemists were like, "Oh, it's just conjunctivitis. It'll heal, heal up." Yeah, but it got so red, like eye drops or something. Yeah, nothing, nothing was fixing. In fact, it was getting worse. And when I showed the nasty for the first time, he's like. Why's your eye like that? <laughs> <laughs> so then I go to the um, eye and ear hospital. Like the, these are the ophthalmologists, like the actual trained eye surgeons. And the guy just looked at me. He's like, oh, "Mate, your eye is completely cooked. Like you, you, you need to Were get you that stressing? Sort of, uh, oh, not really. Like I, when I was there, I knew I was in the capable hands of these. Like you know, surgeons. And like, You're going to be fine. We're going to sort this. Yeah, out. yeah. They're going to sort it out. But it's like you know, it's going to be you know uncomfortable. We're going to have to take the scar tissue out and all that kind of stuff. So it was pretty hectic. Yeah. Yeah, but um, and so like like we were saying off mic, like I I miss my Super Bowl, you know, because yeah. like, you know those 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 two weeks the eyes open, you know, when they roll around, I, I make like a lot of my money in the, in those two weeks. I make like a get a lot of um, uh, what do you call it, like exposure. Yeah. So you know, for me to get that kind of eye issue and get that sick, you know, I only had like three or four days where I was feeling a hundred percent, you know. Mm. Yeah, but you still fought. Like you're still, you still. I mean, you you didn't. I mean, you still got to uh, attend at half the Super Bowl, but by yeah. the looks of it, like you. But yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. And um, I mean that. <laughs> and then to get the backlash offline yeah. for wearing the sunglasses, yeah, like, I can know, you imagine that, walking right. around with like an eye patch instead? Well, like, that's I had an eye patch, and I showed Thadash. He goes, "Mate, if you wear that in the box, <laughs> I'll just you, mate. You're not he's sitting like, in my box, like, mate. You can't sit there if you're gonna wear that." <laughs> <laughs> so he was actually potting me. So I was like, all right, I'll wear the sunnies. And so, yeah, I was just getting ripped by all my mate's dads and stuff. They were like, who is that abnormally overzealous bloke sitting in the front row with those spectacles on? It's four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, in America, yeah. they wear sunglasses. Like it's, it's kind of yeah. normal. So Jim Curie calling you out yeah. there. There's a bit of a stitch up, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Pot calling the kettle black. You yeah, know, exactly yeah. right. Um, yeah. Oh, there you go. What was your take on the um, Aussie Open this year? I know it's been a you know month or two oh. ago, but. Um, yeah, look, it was really good. Um, it was obviously, you know, we all knew Novak was going to get it done. I, I, I called that at the start of the tournament. Kind of the only guy that I really, like, to be honest, you know me, I don't follow the sport as closely. I only yeah. follow like our boys and yeah. um, everyone's like, who do you think is going to win? And I called the grand final, like, because I only knew really a few people. Oh, really? Well, I just kind of, yeah. when I was in America, and these guys will make it. And then yeah. Novak's just so good, man. Mate, he's a freak, man. He's, he's like two, like, he's like, it's like an F1. It's like, you know, when yeah. you go watch F1, you know, Staffan's going to just win. And you and you kind of, you might have a little bet on the top three just so it's competitive because you don't know who's going to come second. But it's like that in tennis at the moment. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, he's probably the most dominant athlete I've almost ever seen like i mean it's it's hard to compare different codes in different sports but mm. and i'm biased for sure because i'm such a tennis enthusiast but it's almost like getting to the point like if he can accumulate a few more grand slams and start pushing the 30 mark you'd almost be re- it'd be really difficult to argue if he was the most dominant sports person of all time 
mm. like across any sport. It is hard when you're comparing different, different codes. sports. But I think but, like, you know, if he gets to around the 30 mark, a lot of people I know in tennis would agree with me. I don't know if many people across different sports would agree with me there, but like it's, I know it's a contentious statement to make, but it's such a dominant thing to do in men's tennis. Like, it's so hard to explain how difficult that did, is to did do. Did you just but break a record not long ago? Th- 344 weeks at number one, which was Yeah, I'm not record. sure about that. I'm not 100% sure on that. I haven't seen that I stat. I saw that on, on it, it, the ground. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, but I just think, you know, what he's done in the men's men's game. And it, it is such a difficult sport and it's so grueling and the travel and the amount of hours and the, the, the this insane amount of discipline. Like people often say to me, oh, tennis is hard. Uh, golf is harder than tennis. And I can see how there's a lot of comparisons there. Like golf's an incre- incredibly difficult sport. But the, the thing I always say about that is it's like, yeah, but you can be an overweight golfer and still be in the top 10. Like you can be a John Daly type operator and still cane it. Like these guys are freakish athletes. They need to be sitting at like seven, six percent body fat to have a fighting chance in the top hundred. And then also they've got to be, you know, hitting the ball absolutely outrageously mm. well. So um I think it's in that respect, like one of the most difficult sports. Not to mention the mental side of things, you know, it's oh yeah. Insane. Yeah, it would be. Mm. As you see when you're playing the 14 year old. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is that, what, is that what it is, the mental side? Yeah, oh, I get locked in some pretty heated exchanges. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Have you had a little bit of lip back at the 14-year-old? Oh, 100%. Yes, I, I played a match. Uh, I filled in for my mate um, in Pennant, in grade one Pennant, which is a pretty good standard um, last year. And I hadn't played a match in like seven years. And I'm thinking I'm going to roll out there and play like unbelievably inspiring tennis. And I just didn't, you know, I played hor- horrifically. And the first week I rocked up zero training. I played this bloke and he was ripping come ons like after the first like couple of games, like full in my face, you know, like, yeah. come on, I'm like constantly there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this guy is so annoying, right? So I go down like six love. I'm five one down. It starts spitting. It starts raining. And he'd been ripping commands the whole match and been stitching me up. And I looked at the boys and I looked back at him and I go, watch this. And I just walked up to the net like this with my hand down. And I'm like, mate, it's wet. I think we're going to have to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mate, it's, it's really wet. And he's like, mate, what the fuck? <laughs> he got so wide up. He's like, it's six love, five one. Fuck. And I'm like, yeah, but mate, it's, it's raining. The clouds, they look ominous. Mate. Bad, bad luck, mate. Good game, though. Draw. <laughs> Did he draw. shake the hand? It's a draw. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then he got so mad, he wouldn't bag the court. <laughs> How old was he? Oh, I don't know, like 21. No. <laughs> <laughs> Takes it so seriously. Oh, that is great. Have you had it? Speaking of tennis, uh, pivoting here to like, um, paddle and um, yeah, and what's the other name? There's yeah, I'm not sure, but I know Nick's invested heavily in that um, that just, format. I just played it. What's it? Paddle and what? Uh, I know what you're talking oh about. God, I, I know I've had a mental it. bank as well. I need more coffee, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. There is like variations of tennis that are pickleball, pickleball, far and out. Because yeah, 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 yeah. I played pickleball, but yeah. paddle down here in Melbourne apparently is bigger, and everyone's yeah. setting up leagues. And um, have you played much? I've played a couple of times. Like I haven't played enough yet. Um, it's a lot of fun. And I think the good thing about that, that pickleball paddle, you know, that kind of thing, it, it's a real good leveler. Cause you know, if you go and have a hit with someone who's played a lot of tennis, like for oh. me, for example, if I go hit with Kyrgios, it's not fun. I get nah. absolutely chopped, you yeah. know, like he's, he's so far ahead of me and like the level disparity in tennis is so evident when you step on the court with someone who's like top tier. Whereas with paddle, you can be a pretty average player who's never hit a ball and come up against someone who plays all the time. And it, it 
like the person who plays all the time is going to chop you, but it's a real good leveler. You mm. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not like playing a guy in tennis. Like you can hit the ball, you make more balls, you have more fun, you know? Yeah. And you get a good sweat as well. Yeah. And you get it's a good sweat One too. on one anyway, I noticed. Yeah. Um, when we were playing in Newport, actually. Shout yeah. out to the boys, Mike and Justin and yeah. uh, a few of the mates. And and uh, I rolled in as like the fifth. So I'm like, geez, was I hungover as well? I was like, <laughs> I didn't know what I signed up for. Like come play some pickleball. I'm like, yeah, I'll smoke these blokes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like- it, Two on two, and yeah. it's it's real tactical. You get a bit down on yourself. Yeah. You, you know when you like miss a couple, and you're like, "Fuck, yeah, mate." Because it's, it's really tough. um, you can hit it pretty hard, but then certain parts of the paddle, if you do hit it too hard, it goes deep. You're like, "Oh, Jesus!" Yeah. You kind of have to play slow and tactical. All those racket sports, like club sports, like golf and stuff like that, it's yeah. the same. It's it's so finicky, man. Yeah. It's like a centimeter off, and you and the ball. But it's goes like, ta- like I know you're a gun at table tennis, I've seen you, but like a lot of like. A lot of us played table tennis in our spare time yeah. at footy clubs. Yeah, and yeah. growing up, I was lucky enough. The old boy used to used to smack me, and yeah. I'd get he's got his measure now. But <laughs> but I used to play a lot of table tennis, you know, like in the summer and whatnot. And um, I feel like if you can play table tennis, you'll pick it up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Pick a like, ball quite you know, quickly. Those, those things they transition. I think you know, even tennis. You know, if you if you've got a good um, base tennis level, where you play pickleball, you you pick it up straight away. Yeah, oh, any yeah. sort of racket sport. Yeah. You know. Same thing. Like I've played like beach tennis and stuff like that. And even though it's quite different, it's more like beach volleyball than it is tennis. Yeah. You still like feel like you can take on guys who play a lot. Mm. So Do you think yeah. it'll take off in in Oz? Because it's going off. Yeah, and- look, I think so, man. I think so. Like I know that um, Nick's invested heavily in it. Oh, so he's invested in yeah, like yeah, a yeah. team? Yeah, he's invested in a team and he's like, he's actually in the process of drafting players now. Like I was talking to oh, him really? about it. Yeah, like he's going through the draft and looking at people like ex-tennis players and guys who t- play it like professionally. It's like, going to be ball. big. Yeah, I think it's going to be big. Like, I know that he's banking on it. I know that a lot of athletes have invested in it. So, like, you know, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. Like, if these guys are all investing- It's a great call. Yeah. When you see all these uh, big athletes making huge investments, becoming pin-up boys for the, you know, the the advertising companies and, you know, becoming the covers, it's- I mean, it's gonna happen. look at Mark Wahlberg with the UFC. I mean, he invested in that when it was in its infancy and a lot of people like, mate, you're nuts. And look at it now. Like, you'd almost say that it's bigger than boxing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's massive. It's huge. Yeah. Well, when I was in Dallas, the the gym I went to in Frisco there, it was, it's a nice gym. It's massive. And they had heaps of tennis courts. Yeah. Heaps. Yeah. And they were all pickleball. So they like- Oh, no way. So they, because there's so much room. Yeah. Instead of having like just a tennis court, no one was really using them. Yeah. They split them up on, an, on a wow. diagonal angle kind of thing wow, they were. Wow. And they had, they, oh, I couldn't tell you how many. They were just, and there was people everywhere. And you can't even, because I said to my mate, can we go play one? He's like, they're all booked out. You got to book them out weeks in advance. Wow. Man. Yeah, man. It's so pumping. massive over in the States. Pumping. Like when I played, I played at like an indoor where mm. it's like just set up your net. And it was like where they played on half a tennis court, uh, half yeah. a um, basketball court. In some of this stuff. I just don't check my wallet, see how much money I got. I'm <laughs> investing. So you, if you really peak my ears up there, I'm a little bit. <laughs> Mate, why are you going to You got a missus now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, you got the Dale now. Yeah, I was just saying, mate, off mic, we were having a good laugh about it. But yeah, like I got a miss so now and I'm overextending myself that much. She thinks I've made it cash, but I'm just trying to impress her. <laughs> I'm snowed in so much debt, mate. I'll never get out of this hole. <laughs> I'm on, lati- on the phone to Latitude finance and like <laughs> after pay I'm like give me that alone <laughs> <laughs> oh after pay geez aren't they that's a, that's a company you wish you yeah. invested in that's yeah. fantastic how's oh, the relationship no. how's it like what what's the difference between you know you, I've only known you being single yeah. now you're, you're, um, you're in a relationship what's the difference you don't go out as much or you're extending yourself at these dinners instead of going out like what? <laughs> oh, finally getting some action mate <laughs> <laughs> nah, so your, your, I mean, your forearms are a bit skinny <laughs> 
Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. Nah, she's a, she's a ripping bird, man. You know, like uh, she's really intelligent. She's a bit, fair bit younger than me, but um, mate, she's she's a ripper and uh, she's a good looking sort. So I'm I'm absolutely punching. <laughs> oh, you got to punch. Yeah, I'm punching. No point punching below. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm really punching above <laughs> my weight. It's uh, she gets uh, copious amounts of DMs from other predatorial blokes on the daily. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That- blokes like cocky are just like, what you doing? You up? <laughs> <laughs> Is that boyfriend legitimate or? <laughs> it's fucking funny yeah, man. I can't imagine the DMs going through <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny uh, that's great Talk yeah. about how, how did you meet this is always good and you know first yeah. date first yeah. date and how'd you well, meet well mate I met her at a mate's uh, house party and um, she was actually it was, funnily enough she was like oh I actually know she knew who I was like I think her friend's little sister my, my one of my mate's little sisters who's like friends with her um, was like all across some of the gear that I'd pushed out over the last few years and like she knew a few of my videos and like was saying oh I think you're really funny like I've seen some of that stuff and I was like beauty I'm in here <laughs> yeah oh you like that yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that too <laughs> nah, so I just got talking to her and um yeah we exchanged like I think Instagram or something like that and I started messaging her and teed up a date and yeah the rest was history the like, date this, 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 we'll go to the we go straight date <laughs> then history but I always like the first date yeah I was a bit nervous where do you go what do you do it's always like what are you up to yeah. what, what is your first date yeah I think I took her to this little bar on um then Huntley Road and we're playing um like Connect Four. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're playing a lot of Connect Four. It's like a nice little bar there. It's like an antique bar and you walk in there and they've got yeah. like board games and drinks and stuff. Did you get competitive with the Connect Four? I got pretty competitive actually, yeah. Did you she, have to let her win or? Well, it, it, I, I said that I was, but I was actually just <laughs> continuously losing and I was like, yeah, let you win <laughs> yeah. that one. Fucking hell. I was getting so <laughs> mad, man. Like I was getting real mad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, you know, she's obviously a lot smarter than I am. So she was just outsmarting me, but I didn't want to let her know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just tactical little yeah. victories. Yeah. That's great. Right. Ah, it's good to see yeah. you. You um, and you're in great shape. You're still with your fitness. Oh, That's yeah. something I must say. You, you, you um, you are inspiring to watch in terms of your industry. I don't know a lot of comedians that <laughs> yeah. are as, as fit as you. I'll be yeah, honest. Look, like if you see a comedian, I'm not st- like Kevin Hart's pretty lean yeah. and fit, and he likes a workout. Yeah. But you know, it's a it's it, it's a tough gig. Um, yeah. it's when you make it, it's like you know, there's a lot of drinking involved because you go into these places and afterwards. But you're very professional with you know your body and your strength, and you don't drink that much. Yep. Um, how do you do it? Like, how do you separate yourself well, compared to the? Because you are a bit of an outlier in oh, the comedian. Thanks, mate. As a comedian, yeah, there's not yeah. many. Yeah, that's true. Fit that's like true you, as a comedian. Yeah, yeah. Coming from you, mate. I've seen those Stravia things oh, you upload mate, to. Have you seen me left carve? I just fucking strained it. I, oh, oh, I was looking at my guy, mate. Has this big guy been on the push bike? He's running. He's running two minute forties. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon this guy's been on a skateboard. I honestly reckon on those e-scooters. I reckon I could make the Olympic score. Yeah. I reckon for eight hundred. <laughs> no, no, I said that to my mates once. Like, I reckon I could beat Bowl. They're like, mate, you're kidding yourself. Tell me, every time I see a Stravia update, you're shaving minutes <laughs> off your running time. Like, hang on a second, this guy's going about Albert oh. Park Lake in two minutes. <laughs> I don't think it works, mate, because I, yeah. I, I did two runs and then strained me a little calf for the first time in three years. Because what happened was, you know when you just go, right, enough's enough. Yeah. I've had me trip. And in yeah. Newport, I was like, I'm back. Fitness, yeah. work, I'm so motivated. Let's go. Yeah. So I just thought 10K, bang, straight up. Yeah, that's a lot. And I was like, mate, if you had a video on me at the pier, I was like, I was like limping. I was like, in my, I watched my Strava. I'm like, fucking 7.50 to go, you weak bastard. Yeah. Just get it done. You know, I'm not finishing at 9.2. That's so funny. Got it done. And everyone's like looking at me. I'm like, can hardly walk me right. 10 and then you hammies. Like, it feels like it's about to snap. And then the yeah. next day I've gone for another one or two days later, I went for another one. I mean, calves are tightening up and then. 
got back to Melbourne and then a little nick in the warm-up. I've got to say, though, I am inspired by it. So, obviously, you're a big inspiration when it comes to my fitness uh, prowess. <laughs> running. I'm good yeah. at running, but you're rigged, mate. We need to get – I want to know your gym program. I, just, I, mate, I think it's just uh, good habits from, like, a young age. Like, I think tennis really helped because I played a lot of tennis as a youngster and it forces you to have that discipline. And, you know, after school, all I was doing was playing tennis and just playing, like, lots of sport. And I think, like, I made – I had, like, a genuine interest in it, like, when I was about 17, 18, started taking tennis really seriously. I wanted to build up my body just for the sport. And then, like, I realised, you know, like, it's important if you're uh, got a pill like mine to, to pull birds. You need to have a, a you know, like a nice, uh, a nice physique underneath there. So, you know, that sort of uh, was when I started getting into top of swaddling and the mouth stripping, and yes. uh, you know, it's sort of it's sort of uh, transitioned from there. But I think uh, <laughs> I just realised it was a nice little draw card. So. First, you got a pill like mine, you need to have a yeah. good drink. <laughs> so firstly, it was slightly, it was mostly to do with cosmetics. You know, like I thought, you know, I just want to look good for the birds and, and stuff like that and functionality for tennis. But then as I've gotten older, I just kind of enjoy the 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 feeling, the, the vitality. And like, I just feel, I feel so much younger than what I am. And I feel like just super, super, super healthy. And I don't know, like I just like rolling out of bed and feeling good, you know, yeah. like I think when you're eating junk food and you're not exercising and stuff, I mean, I don't know if if, if if that's all you've done, you probably don't know anything different. But because I I've, I got used to living like that, I don't like the feeling. Like I hate it. Like oh, I, I want to well feel. Said. I want to feel good. You know. Oh, mate. Mm. Everything feels better. Like your brain. Like everything, man. I've got a new rule with pod. Like today, yeah. like I got up. I have to do minimum twenty minutes cardio before yeah. I do an interview. Yeah, shit. Or I'm too like. So I'm, did you run this morning? No, nah, I did the um because of my calf. I did yeah. the little cross trainer thing. Do you have one at home? I got one at the gym in the apartment. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's it's got made of cash. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jesus I'm gonna, Christ. I'm calling Afterpay as well, mate. <laughs> 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 mate, I'm gonna be calling you for loans. <laughs> there's a, I made sure that I moved into an apartment complex with a gym because there's no excuses. Uh, like, Tommy, mate, my missus' birthday's coming up. <laughs> Hard for cash. Well, there's actually a, um, there's actually a, as I said to you, there's a cinema yeah. and you've got to book it, but it's always booked out. Yeah. Um, I booked it last night and uh, I went in there and the Netflix had froze because someone would been in there the night before. Oh, so bloody hell. I was literally in this cinema on my own yeah. with nothing to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to watch your show. We'll talk about it in a second. And I couldn't even get into seven plus. <laughs> but then I ended yeah. up finding a way that I called, you know, called reception and said, I need some help. And ended yeah. up, you know, it's been about an hour and a half. My yeah. grilled burger that I ordered after <laughs> going for a gym's all cold. The bar cold. Yeah. Um, the mighty Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was the Zen hen oh, extra chicken. chicken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Yeah, Chuck the chicken and leave the bacon out. Bloody um, hell. And then. Uh, Brought to you by Grill Burgers. <laughs> the number one burger industry in Australia. <laughs> you are a magician, mate. Yeah, sorry, out of um, But ended up watching the golf full swing, just oh, three yeah. episodes. I nice. won't ruin it for anyone out there. But I heard it's great. Oh, you got to mm. watch it. Mm. If do you like golf? I do, but I'm no good. <laughs> I think this was yeah. Well, this is what I mean. You do like it, so if you, yeah. you no one's good. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's just for fun, and if yeah. you're good, you'd be playing pro. But yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. it is incredible mate, insight. They're, they're centimeter perfect. Those guys. Oh, but just shows you the real side of the human, which yeah. I love. I think they yeah. should do it in any sport or any industry. Um, whether it's business, anything, anything behind the scenes, the way they've captured it and the way they've cut it up, yeah. it's, oh. Mate, it's pretty elite, isn't it? Like, well, yeah. they've got it. They've done it at a perfect time because of the live golf and, and yeah. the Saudis and all that. Kind and of also there's that, there's that tennis Netflix documentary is out as well. So Is that out yet? Yeah, it's out. It's out. Oh. I actually got my pill on there. Yeah, I was going to say, because yeah, Cocky and Kigs are on that mm. heavily and mm. you're in there as well. Yeah. Oh, that's out. That's out. I need to catch yeah, up. it's good. It's really good, mate. It's How really many episodes good. is that one? I think it's six, but I think only three are out at the moment. And your pill's in there yeah, frequently? Yeah, it's pretty funny. So like when they were walking out for one of the doubles matches, I was carrying the bags like Bobby Boucher. <laughs> and I was, and they're, they're walking 
walking out in front and I'm just behind them. Like I've just been in the gym. I've done about 300 bicep curls because I had, a, had an inkling there might be a camera around the corner. So I'm walking there like right behind the boys. Just like, I'll just pretend that I haven't seen the camera. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> just walking with, the, walking with the bags. But yeah, it's pretty funny. It's all like slow-mo with music and stuff. That's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It is cool. Like, you know, like later in life when you know, you yeah. settle down with the doll and you're yeah, playing Connect Four and you've got your kids running around yeah. the back. <laughs> you look at this doco, it's, it's, it's fucking cool. Well, yeah, it's pretty funny, mate. Like, as I said, like, Curios was on um, Logan Paul's podcast the other oh, day. Yeah, I saw that. And I saw Logan Paul. One of the first things he said was like, I watched the Netflix documentary and I saw you on. I was like, yeah, mate, you just got subjected to Loney's pill. <laughs> you would have seen my head then, Logan. So Logan Paul, he, whether he likes it or not, he's, he's seen this pill. That is he's great. seen it. Yeah, Logan yeah, would have seen yeah, it. That, yeah. that is a great shout. That's a, geez, aren't the Paul brothers just killing it at oh, the moment? Mate, absolutely smashing it. Killing it. Jake Paul yeah. gets uh, loses the boxing match and still takes home. 30 million. 30 yeah. million, four times the pot. Unbelievable! Isn't it, it is un- unbelievable. Yeah, um, would you jump in the ring for that kind of money? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like you know, when you go on like YouTube or TikTok or Instagram, mm. you get a lot of the videos now, and yeah. I, I don't know what it is on YouTube, the shorts, but a lot of UFC shorts yeah. pop up. Yeah, uh, it just must be the first one. Yeah, my algorithm's cooked, man. I get the weirdest. Thing. Yeah, and yeah. anyway, it, it popped up and it had like, um, well, I can't remember Jackson. I can't remember his first name. Anyway, he was on that Fantastic Four. Anyway, yeah. Rampage Jackson. And he was talking about how he says, I think he said there's definitely like corruption, not in UFC, but in other leagues. And and he he breaks it down. He goes, but what happens is he reckons like, he'll go, he reckons this is what he was saying. He said that they tee up when they're going to hit them, but the guy that's teed up that's going to get hit he he knows it's coming, but he thinks he's just going to get like a you know like a whack. Yeah. But then the guy that's hitting him says, "Well, fuck! I'm going to knock him out right here." And Shit. that's what happens. And then really? he plays like clips of like Jake Paul just knocking out these blokes. Wow. He's like, "That's exactly what he's doing. He's playing to the script." Wow. But who knows? That's one yeah, guy's opinion. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you see the the fake. You know, do you see the fake news of someone leaking the script before yeah, the fight? Yeah, I saw that. Is that legit or not? Well, oh, it no. can't be because he lost yeah. the script unless they changed the script yeah, overnight. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, but that happened just before. Bizarre the- that like people yeah. leak that stuff or even attempt to make it up yeah. or if it is going on. Yeah. Well, I suppose if you're that, I mean, they're both really public per people, you know what I mean? Like they've got a huge profile. So if you're that big and people want to jump in on the clout, yeah. I can understand like putting the rigour in to make like a- Well, it just, it just stirs the pot, doesn't Yeah, exactly, it? yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just fascinating yeah. to read and it looked- 100%. It, it looked, I mean, whoever did it made it look that legit. Yeah. I've yeah. just gone down to the hotel lobby and found this. Like yeah, the night yeah. before, it's like, come on. Exactly, yeah. No, um, it's so crazy. True. Now, speaking of TV- uh, this is very exciting. It's it's out now. It'll be probably four episodes, five episodes in by mm-hmm. the time this is released. But yep. um, mate, talk to us about what you've been doing. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get the name here before I forget the skit that you're doing the comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's called um, We Interrupt This Broadcast. That's the one. Um, and it's on uh, Channel 7 at the moment, which is really cool. Um, they've got 10 episodes, an hour long with the ads, so 45 minute episodes, mm-hmm. which is pretty long. Um, and it's sort of like, I don't know if a lot of our listeners are uh, old enough to remember, but uh, fast forward, full frontal, like the original comedy series um, where like Eric Banner and Magnus Cabancy and those people sort of started out. Um, you know, it's it's real traditional sketch comedy. So it's got like the canned laughter and like, you know, it's just one gag after the other. And it's just satirizing like mainstream TV shows that, like maths and Bachelor and, you amazing know. Amazing Race. I yeah, saw. Amazing Race and, you know, Survivor and all that kind of stuff. And just full taking the piss of all those shows are on telly, basically. And That's great. And a few original characters too. But, um, yeah, it's been it's been a really good experience. And I kind of got on that show off the back of Australia's Got Talent. So um, I was very lucky. It was kind of like a, a really good, so just right place, right time. So hopefully we get another season because, I, as I understand, I'm not 100% sure, but 
I think the writers wrote about 80% of the scripts before they had a cast. So I think if we did have a second season, it would really help because then we'd be able to sort of maybe contribute a little bit more. Like I wrote a few scripts as well, but oh. like, but also like um, play to people's strengths, you know? Yeah. So, because that's what I really like about the show. It's like a sport thing. It's like a camaraderie thing. Mm. You know, everyone's like, there's something for everyone, you know, because as we know, comedy is so subjective and like what's funny to you might not be funny to me and vice versa. So, you know, there's, there's someone in in that show for everyone, I think. So playing to everyone's strengths and making sure everyone's doing the thing that they're best at, I think will really help in the second season, which mm. we didn't really have in the first. So so you're just reading the script and putting a little bit of lonely magic yeah, on Yeah, trying to, but then at the same time, just thinking, oh, like uh, watching the show and I'm sure the other cast feel the same. You're watching skits and you're going, I reckon I should have played that guy and he should have played that guy. Oh, and I reckon right. he should have played that guy and I should have played that guy, you know, and because you, you know what you're good at and they know what they're good at. But when the writers are writing 80% of the scripts without having a cast, they're not necessarily thinking that. It gets to the point where the people are kind of panicking and going, oh, chuck him in here and put him in, the, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you don't really want that, I reckon, uh, for the second season. It'd be better for, you know, a little bit more cohesion and everyone playing to their forehand, so to speak. I think yeah. it would really put the show in great stead. But I think, you know, that aside, um, they've done a fantastic job and the production value is off the charts. Oh, it's so it's good. It's so well shot and edited. Like if you watch it, you'll see like, you know, they put a fair bit of money, I think, in just the production alone, you know? And it's fun, mate. It's very funny. And I love the way that you think it's athlete mindset. It's that little, yeah. how do we get better? I think season two will be, as you said, if they start, if they keep that same cast, yeah. that's really good. Just on the, mate, uh, the, uh, the Australia's Got Talent. Yeah, you were robbed, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, there's a robbery. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Man, like, well, how, do they, how do those TV shows work? Because it's like you clearly have so many different talents mm. going up for the prize. And, you know, whether you're singing or you're making people laugh, dancing, or you're doing something outrageous. Like, how do you define which one's better? You know, it's it, it must yeah. be very tough being a comedian amongst, I reckon, a singer. I well, mean, who yeah, won? It's who, great. Who was I mean, the winner? Um, did they well, sing? Nah, I think it, honestly, mate, I don't know. When you were out, I'm stop watching. I'm done here. Yeah. But um, like it was interesting. Like I think I may have mentioned on a previous podcast with you or something like that, but um, maybe maybe not because I think maybe we were just we were maybe discussing off mic before yeah. it was it was locked in. But they had been chasing me for a little while. So with these shows, like the producers will actively scout some people and be like, you know, we think you're a good candidate to audition for Australia's Got Talent. Would you be interested kind of thing? Um, and for a long time, I was just kind of like, no, nah, I'm not interested. Like, I don't really want to, I don't really want to do this. You know, at, at one point it, it never really came into fruition, but it's a bit hectic. But like they mentioned one of the judges that was going to be a potential judge. It never actually went ahead, but I kind of was like, I can't really do that. Cause I had a romantic liaison with this person. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said to the, I said to the the producer, I'm like, mate, I couldn't walk out on the stage because I'd just be saying the whole time, this is not the first time you've judged one of my performances, is it? <laughs> so there was that, and so that kind of put on the back burner for a little while. And then, like later on, I was just kind of like, you know what? Um, I understand that Australia's Got Talent is more of a TV show than a talent show. Like I kind of understood that I had a role to play. But uh, I may have mentioned before that I don't necessarily love doing stand-up comedy. Like, mm. I think it's something that if I put all of my eggs in that basket and really, like, put my, you know, like, all into it, I think I could do some really big things in that space. But I just don't love it like a lot of my peers. Like, yeah. I see a lot of other stand-up comedians, man, they just can't wait to get on stage next and they're just fucking chomping at the bit to write the next bit. And, you know, that's just not me, man. Like, I just, you know, I prefer sketch comedy. I prefer doing, like, podcasts and random shit like this. Yeah. So... 
yeah, it just wasn't, wasn't for me, man. And, but I thought, you know, I should, I should get back out on stage and have a crack, but they wanted me to play a role. Like they wanted me to do the impersonations. And they already had a few other comedians who were auditioning for the show. And what made that really difficult for me was like, I had to write each um, performance bespoke for the show and perform it for the first and last time every time I was on stage. And the problem with doing comedy and impersonations is you sort of want to practice it so you know how the audience is going to react. But because I was writing it specifically for the judges and each show, each, sorry, set was tailored, I couldn't take it to an open mic night because it would have no relevance. So like I had to, I was literally watching all the performers backstage, man, like the circus performers, the comedians, and they were like so confident, man, and so calm because they were doing their best of. Yes. Like the other comedians were like, you know, I've got an hour of stand up and I've just cherry picked my best five minutes. I'm going to go out on stage and fucking kill. And they all killed, you know, most of these guys. And I was sitting back there, man, like literally like shaking. Anx- like, like Anxious? Yeah, man. Like the worst anxiety you could possibly imagine because there's 3,000 people out there just like roaring and then. <laughs> You've got you've got the sound effects of people getting buzzed off stage, like literally, oh. and like you just hear the judges being like, "No shit, you suck, fuck off," kind of thing. <laughs> and yeah, like, I'm just sitting back there, like Gollum. People like, crying as they come yeah, back, mate. I'm like, people crying, oh. like people people just like walking out with their families, and Jesus. like I th- I was hoping that some of the boys would be able to come up with me and support me, but because it was in Sydney and I'm from Melbourne, like the boys just couldn't be fucked at the end of the day, and I don't blame them. So I want to wear the sunnies and just so come support. Everyone had a support network, so I'm thinking to myself, man, if I fucking if I stuff this up here, like I'm going to be like by myself, fuck. No, no one consoling me or anything like that. I was just like hectic, man. So it's hectic. Yeah. Courageous so, stuff as well. Oh man. It was pretty scary. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like just having that uncertainty about how the jokes were going to fall and like, and just having no support network there at all. I was by myself, you know. You crushed it though. Well, I think the first audition went well, like it was really good. And the second one was, wasn't too bad, but again, like it was just like so many different variables that I haven't been able to be like really broadcast or talk about. Like it was just kind of like when, when you sign up for these shows, they're like, you've got full creative control. You can say whatever you want, but then because it's commercial TV, they also like really look at your scripts and say, we'd rather you didn't say that. And you can't really say that. And you don't say that, but they don't tell you that until you sign the release. Oh. So like, I remember like the night before my semi-final, they were like, we need you to change like half of the script. And so like I'd memorized it to the point of ad nauseum. Like I knew it so well, like back the front. And then I'm trying to like unlearn the script that was in my head and learn the yes. new lines. And I thought some of the new lines weren't as funny as the old lines and some of the new impersonations they wanted me to do weren't as good as the other impersonations. Like they asked me to put the Boris Johnson impersonation in my semi-final purely because two of the judges were from the UK. And I was like, so I'm pandering towards the judges when there's 3,000 people out there. And millions watching. And millions watching, but you want me to appease two judges. Like, I, I don't know. It yeah, just so, it's just so, and it would be tough when you do yeah. commercial TV, PG, maybe M-rated. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to, um, you know, sort of say anything bad about the show. Like, it ultimately, although they did pursue me, it was my decision to go ahead with it. And the producers that I dealt, dealt with were some of the most amazing people I've ever met. Like that, I really, you know, can't thank them enough and, you know, sing their praises higher. Like they were actually, you know, I was very trepidatious to do it in the first place because I felt like I had a fair bit to lose. Um, cause you know, like I, without sounding like a wanker, I did have more of a social media presence than some of the other contestants. So I thought far out, I've built this up over 10 years. Mm. If it goes really badly, 
like it could really negatively impact on me. Yeah. So I was really scared. That added another layer of fear. So they were really supportive throughout that whole process and yeah, really, really good. So I can't yeah. thank them enough. They were it's awesome. great. And, and, and well said, mate, it's, um, yeah, to, to do what you did, you got to, you know, becoming uncomfortable is fantastic. It's yeah. a way of kind of growing and, yeah, and stepping out of your comfort zone, as they say. And then it progresses to the next skit show that you're on now. Yeah, exactly. So you never know, like, Mate, do you do that? Do you get the next gig? You know what I mean? So much of this stuff, I think, is just being the right place, right time. Like, it was amazing that, you know, I did this thing on Australia's Got Talent. It finished and it was kind of like a weird hangover, like afterwards. Like, I finished, go back to the hotel room. I'm not in the grand final. I'm sitting there, like, on the edge of the bed. I can hear, like, fireworks going off in the fucking stadium. And, like, people are getting yeses and shit. And I'm just sitting there going far out. Like, what do I do now? Like, I'm just kind of like, what's my next move? Like, it's such an anti-climax. You're sitting there and I'm by myself and I'm just looking out the window going, fuck. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, like, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. So, so then so then it was a bit of a hangover. I came home for a week and didn't do much and I was just kind of like, Am I, have I got depression? Like, what yeah, <laughs> yeah, you? Just done it. You just lost. Yeah. You're and lost. Then, so then I, my phone rang and it was kind of like, look, they're casting for this new sketch comedy show. They're looking for a personator. We decide to put your name forward. We'll see what happens. And yeah, that, obviously right place, right time. Like they haven't done a sketch comedy TV show like this, like a full frontal or fast forward. I mean, Kinney was a different show, so I don't put that in the same bracket. Like it was a sketch show, but it had a star. You know, Troy was the star. Yeah. This is like an ensemble cast you know, no, no stars, everyone's kind of equal. Yeah. So like they haven't had a show like that in, you know, 20 years. So Mate, like, the great. fact that I just came off Australia's Got Talent as an impersonator, they're looking for an impersonator. Just, it's insane timing. It is. You know, so it, I'm it, very fortunate. Mate, too. it's great. And, yeah. and I think you're, um, it suits you as well. Like yeah. being on TV and a little bit of acting. Yeah, and, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like just watching the, the, the short videos, it's yeah. like you said, you don't want to do stand up. Um, yeah, it's kind of a really nice one to sneak into. Like I kind of think you do this, you add it to your resume, as they yeah. say, or your CV. You know, anything's possible, especially like with these, yeah. like with Hollywood and all the movies. Like if you can get a couple of skits in a big film, mate, hundred percent. That's the next. I don't know. I feel like that yeah. could be you because you can do well, so much. Mate, the thing is, like, I don't think I'm a good actor necessarily, but I do know that I'm inherently like a good character actor. Like I not, I don't think I'm not like a real trained theater sports type operator. But I think, you know, when it comes to immersing myself in a character, which I haven't had many opportunities to do yet, I know that I can deliver some high quality stuff, but I just need the right role to present itself to me where I can really immerse myself in, in like a really zany, completely out of the wall type. Yeah thing when you watch a tv series like you know like i think like entourage is something that i used to love or you know what else is there ballers they're yeah, kind of my yeah, types those. but there's always a role in there that yeah. you see someone do something yeah. even like all adam sandler's yeah, movies adam sandler. you know he's got his crew but yeah. there's always just one scene where a bloke does something and you're like oh that's hilarious yeah. then he'll pop up in his next movie like that's something i reckon you know you definitely could do some of these little Mate, I'd love to, you know, like following in the footsteps of Eric Banner would be nice. Like, you know, he started on this, on a show very similar to the one I'm doing now. And, um, you know, over the course of, I don't know how many years he was on the show, he sort of started progressing into acting and stuff like that. I'd love to do something similar. You Have know, you like, spoken? Do you know him well? I see him all the time. He's a local. So I always see him. Mate, but you should reach out and get a coffee. I know, I know. But just mate, like, it. I just feel bad because he's always there, mate. He doesn't look like he wants to be bothered. Like he's always got, yeah. mate, he's got his sunnies on. He looks so staunch. And he's, you know, like he's just... <laughs> 
Mate. I reckon it'd be a mutual respect though for someone like you. If he sat down with you and yeah. you said, I'm doing this. I, I think so. I reckon it's different to someone just, else coming just up. just waiting for my time, my right time, you know, but it's interesting. We, do have, wait. we do have an interesting link and it's, I, I want to mention it to him when I see him. Apparently my miso dated his son in like primary <laughs> school or something. So I'm going to open up with that one. I reckon he'd be a bit stumped by that. <laughs> I'd be like, like, rattled I'd be like you know your son, mate, my miso dated him. <laughs> How are you, mate? Early lonely, nice mate. Look at that one stump. I don't know. I reckon he'd be a bit rattled. He'd be like, fuck. I that's a that good one. one. Rattle him at the start yeah. and then ask him for a gig in Hollywood. I reckon he would be a bit rattled. He'd be like, gee, this kid's weird, but all right, I'll give him the time of day. Fucking funny. Yeah, that's so, so funny. Yeah. I, um, I went on Instagram last night. Yeah. We asked some uh, some questions. So I thought oh, I'd yeah. Get a couple. So, so how many of those did you write yourself? <laughs> <laughs> mate, I must say, the Aces community is unbelievable. Oh, I, can't really? thank, I can't thank the Osmerican Aces. Yeah. Um, um, especially the Instagram page yeah. enough for all the questions they asked. We had like, I don't know, 30 or 40 for Aaron Sifos. Wow. But last night was disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> I only got three. <laughs> mate, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. We got three questions. Like, what's going on, oh, Aces? Oh, mate, I'll tell you what. Oh, mate, and one of them, this is the first one from mm. Riley Botchell. Is he circumcised? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first question. <laughs> You're absolutely pulling my leg, are you? I swear to God. <laughs> I'm going three questions, and the first one is he circumcised. Oh, oh fucking hell, mate. That's none of your business, mate. What's his name? Roly Poly? But the yeah, Roly Bockle. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Roly Bockles. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, that's oh, funny. 22 Nicholas James, love his work. Will he have another crack at SNL? Oh yeah, I mean that's a great question. I guess so I'd love to, man. I, I think um, you know this this kind of um, sketch comedy show that I'm in now is great for the show reel for for a show like that. Um, I would like to have another crack at SNL, but I'm I don't know. Like I'm sort of uncertain about like what the future holds for that for that show. I know it's a crazy institution and they've got an enormous funding and it's massive, but. Um, you know, it's, it's changed a lot over the last decade or so. I think in terms of the cast and mm. some of the ske sketches and stuff they're pushing out. Um, it depends on a few variables. I'd like to see, sort of wait and see how this show goes as well. Like, you know, I'd rather stay in Australia if I can, but you know, I think like anyone who's successful in comedy or, or acting goes to the States at some point. I'd love yeah. to get over there at some point, but, um, we need to do a tour. Like we were just chatting. Yeah. Like I, we, I want to get over there for, you know, a stint with NBA finals yeah. or an NFL season kickoff or even their off season. Yeah. I know yeah. Cocky and the boys will be yeah. playing. I think we were targeting New York New last York, time. Yeah, That's yeah, around yeah. October. Is it November, yeah, October? Yeah, I think so. September, September as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a good time. Yeah. I think it's a launch yeah. of NFL around there. Yeah, it's a good time. And if you're doing some comedy at the same time, I mean, yeah. we'll be bringing- Oh, mate, it'd be hilarious. We'll be rolling up. You'll yeah. definitely have six blokes there every night. Well, it's funny. I know a few guys over there have done really well. Like um, there's a bloke who over there who I've- been in contact with a little bit called Giannis Pappas. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's fucking funny, mate. Like, oh, they all are. His stand-up special's amazing. If you want to check it out, it's on YouTube. But um, Giannis Pappas is the name, and he's been on Rogan a few times um, recently. Like, oh, he's wow. good mates with Joe, and um, he kills it in the stand-up scene over there. So I'd love to link up with some of these guys and just kind of, you know, go gig with them and just kind of see what the scene's like over there. It'd be awesome. But is our Aussie humor hard for Americans to catch on? Like I, I saw something the other day where Aussie humor is just, they don't get it. And look, I think like Aussie humor is probably more aligned with the British sense of humor. Yeah. Um, that heavy sarcasm type stuff. And like, um, you know, like the American humor does sometimes fall flat a little bit sometimes. Like I know that 
um, Louis CK, I think he came out on a podcast recently. And Sorry, he said, I just love I was thinking about something else. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, you're on <laughs> There's a lack of respect. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm looking at you, my teeth, my big choppers are popping out. And I'm thinking about this segment where you don't want to go. <laughs> I thought of melting. Don't, don't give it away, Sorry, mate. mate. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so um, Louis CK mentioned on this podcast that I think one of the worst gigs he reckons he's ever done was in Melbourne at the Comics Lounge or one of those, one of those establishments. It might not be the Comics Lounge because it's a bloody fantastic place, one of the best. Yes. But, but it, it's nothing to do with the lounge. I think the lounge is the best comedy venue in Australia. If you're listening and you, and you want to see comedy, go to the Comics what Lounge. What location is that? Errol Street in, in Melbourne. It's um it's unbelievable, mate. It's so Is it all, all year round? Yeah, all year round. So you just roll up. You roll up, mate. You know, you can get one of these passes, which gives you like sort of, you can get a gold pass, which I don't exactly know the terminology, but you can go to like X amount of gigs throughout the year. It's unbelievable, yeah, mate. Yeah, it's, it's good. Such, I wouldn't mind you know, checking it out because we always did mate, this stuff when we travel. Bring a whole bunch of mates and 100%. get down there because they have some of the biggest names in comedy rock down. Like they literally have had like Joe Rogan and- you know, like um, Chris Rock and some some of the biggest names in comedy just roll, roll down there, you know, when they're doing their tours. Jim Jeffries, I've seen him there. It's yeah. great. But I think because Louis C.K. is used to those U.S. crowds, apparently he went down there and he, and he just bombed. Bombed? Yeah, like Louis C.K., like apparently the MC's like, here he is, like get him out, and he just tanked. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny, like- um, And when know. they tank, do they walk off the stage like, oh, it's like, ah, oh, next one. Don't worry about it. Yeah, look, I don't know. Like, I think that's sort of the mentality to have. Like, you can't be a comedian and escape it. Like, you know, like oh, everyone's tanked. I've tanked. I know, like, all the best. I've seen the best of the best tank right in front of my eyes, you know? And like, once, you, once you're subjected to the comedy, the stand-up comedy space and you and you start watching oh, shitloads of comedy, yeah. you realize that even the very best fall, fall short sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's funny, like, you know- I've been to gigs and seen some of the biggest names in Australian comedy. Some, even some of the biggest names in international comedy, like perform and they like fall flat. And you think, oh fuck, it's not just me. Like everyone does it. You know, you have great. It's like a sport. You know, yeah. you have good days where you're lighting it up, and then you have days where you fucking. Can't. When you're so put yourself, I want you to really break this down. But you're on stage, right? Yeah. And you're tanking. Yeah. What's going through your head? And have you? Do you are you trying to shorten your skit, or you're like, oh my god, or well, is it like? I'm going to go even, I'm going to double down here. It depends, you know, like you, you sort of, that sort of comes through osmosis as you get a little bit older in, in stand up, you start to like understand it a little bit more and, and respect the craft and respect everyone else's time. I think like when I first started out, like you see like a lot of guys in the open mic scene who are fucking tanking and they just want to get their time out. So they'll, they'll go over time or they'll oh. just keep pushing even when they're bombing. And the other more senior comedians have been around the traps a little bit. It'll be like fucking newbie retard. Like, got no, <laughs> you got no idea. You know what I mean? Like they get really upset because yeah. like, you know, it's like they're on the clock and you know, you want to, you want to push through. So, um, yeah, like I think now for me personally, if I'm, if I'm doing new bits, like say I take five minutes of new material to an open mic night and I jump up there and I want to try it for the first time. If I'm starting to really tank, I might cut it to four minutes or something. You know what I mean? Just just mm. out of respect to the other comics and be like, you know, I don't want to like overstay my welcome here. Dampen the mood. Yeah, dampen the mood. And, you know, you want to – it's exactly it. Like there's an energy yeah. and you don't want to bring the vibe down too oh, much. Oh, mate, I still, I still never forget when I, I think I told you last time when I went to this comedy gig and it was just the, – they had like eight and the best yeah. was last and yeah. the mood was getting worse, worse, yeah, worse. Yeah, and I think yeah. it was a fifth – was like a – Do you remember who it was? No, or? I don't because yeah. it was like just one of those Tuesday yeah. nights. Was it in Australia? Or? It was in, it was in oh, Perth. Yeah. Oh, okay, it was in nice. Fremantle. Oh, nice, yeah. And uh, and this this like, this like lady, she was she came on and she just – she couldn't turn the crowd because yeah, everyone was pretty flat. It was only a small crowd. Yeah. 
you just started potting some people in the crowd yeah, yeah, and yeah. it wasn't working and it made it worse. And then the Shit. the last guy actually was really good. He was the, st- he's the main man, yeah. but he realized that the room was like zapped. And he actually just started like just taking the piss out of like the, you know, the, the room and the yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it kind of brought, brought half us back. Yeah, we all yeah. left and like, wow, that was a, yeah. that would have been a tough night. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's really brutal, uh, like really brutal. Like it can be completely energy related and stuff like that. And once you lose that energy and once you lose the crowd, it can be really difficult to get them back. And like when you, the longer you're on stage, I've found personally, like if, you know, you're doing five, 10 minutes, it's all right. But if you're on stage for 15, 20, you know, I think the longest gig I've done is about 45 minutes. You know, you, you really, you start to realize like, far out, I'm, I'm working here. Like, you know, like I'm re- like, you feel the energy of the crowd, you're riding it like a wave. You're like, oh, I'm up here or like far out, they've dipped here. Like you're thinking yeah. all the time, like, how do I get them back? Like, you know, like yeah. it's pretty full on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you tell a story and you're like, my punchline, I just, yeah. I just did my punchline and they're still looking yeah. at you. You're like, yeah. Oh, God. Like you're constantly on. <laughs> it's, it's so like, you, yeah, it's such a, um, I don't even know the word for it. Like an adrenaline pumping sort yeah. of experience. Yeah. 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 Oh, well said. I mean, again, anyone out there that's a comedian yeah. that sta- or anyone that stands on the stage yeah. and sings or whatever, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, uh, you get pe- enormous, re- like I've got an enormous re- amount of respect for anyone who just gets on stage, you know, yeah. like really, whether it be like, you know, as you said, like a singer or a stand up, like I'm like, far out, man. Good on you. Like, And how like, harsh are the critics that don't, so harsh. Like they just sit there and expect probably the best of the best every time. Like, yeah. And the, the word will be like, shit. Well, the funny thing is as well, man, like it's like you- Oh yeah, it was all right. It's like, come on. You, you, you look at some of the articles and the reviews and stuff that some of these critics write and they've never even done stand-up before and they're critiquing stand-up comedians yeah. and saying stuff like that. And it, you know, it's the same thing with Australia's Got Talent. Like uh, David Williams was a judge and like, you know, and Shane Jacobson who've got, have got a lot of experience in comedy and they're guys that I really respect. So when they're giving me advice or, you know, giving him feedback. I'm like, yeah, respect, respect. But then like, you know, Alicia Dixon, all credit to her. She's very famous and she's done well in singing. But when she's offering me advice on fucking comedy, mate, I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, but like, yeah, what have hard. you done? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever done a stand-up gig ever? Oh, shut up. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you yeah. mean. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, it's like you listen to the people that have been in your industry and your respect. Like, I mean, you played AFL footy. It's like a coach, yeah. yeah. The coach is, hasn't played at the level. And you got to yeah. get there. You're like, mate, I've just done fucking six efforts. Yeah, but you got to get there. I'm like, mate, you got to like, no Mate, idea. if you had like some Bosnian fucking volleyball player coming down to training <laughs> with the Giants and he's telling you how to kick straight, you'd be like, mate, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm right, thanks. You yeah, know? no, it's well said. Yeah, and um, that's why, like, a, a someone that's played or experienced yeah. the same thing, it's their advice is yeah. you know, greater. Hundred percent. Um, Kizza, the uh, teared up golf podcast, the great man is Nick Murray still teaching him how to smash huge kick serves. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Moray. Nick Moray. Yeah, that's Moray. <laughs> that's very, very funny. Yeah, look, um, absolutely. Uh, he was uh, one of my childhood coaches. I coached with him for a bit as well um, late last year or early last year. Um, yeah, he's a great man, Nick Moray. He's, he runs a tight ship down there. And, yeah, uh, what I call him, Moray. <laughs> yeah, Moray, Nick Moray. Um, yeah, you know, if you're a tennis fan, I, I highly recommend getting down there and just uh, enrolling your kid in uh, Moray tennis. You know, you the, get- the kick serve, I don't know how you, like, the, the way you, I mean, I'd love you to teach me how to serve because I reckon I'm very competitive, yep. but the serve is so weak, it, it gets me angry. Like, I know I can't put much on it. And yeah. You know, when you just start missing so many serves, oh. you're like, I'm just going to start going for everything and Mate, just double fault. But 100%. Yeah, I almost don't want to serve because I'm, you know what I mean? I'd rather receive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> 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 Mate, you just gave it away. You know, yeah, we, we told you, we were supposed to talk about that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, he's giving it away. 
here on the uh, podcast here. <laughs> that is fucking funny. Tommy, Sheridan Camp is a row of tens. You can see it right here. Look at that. <laughs> He's blushing, you can tell. <laughs> Do you want to find this fucking read? Yeah, yeah, what mate, you, what um, are you looking for? Oh, no, I'm just looking for this thing. Now, mate, you know- you, <laughs> What's he talking no, about? No. <laughs> you know, I, um, you, know yeah. you don't come on this podcast and go home empty handed now. Yeah, now, before you get into this, mate, every single time I've this podcast, you give me the worst hats. You give me the hats that no one else wants. Now, every single time I've been mate, on I've got, <laughs> got the brand new Rick's hat, mate. Yeah, <laughs> now, that's not too bad, but, mate, some of the hats you've given me- have been the worst colours. I think last time he gave you a magenta hat. And before that, it was like, it was bright purple or something. And I was like, thanks, mate. But gee whiz, like, I don't know, mate. It's pretty far, far-fetched. Like, I was wearing a, a beige New York hat the other day at the Comics Lounge. And this chick's like, why are you wearing that hat? Like, that's what she said to me. I was like, oh, I donh, Tommy Sheridan gave it to me from Oz American Aces. Yeah, far out. You know, like. <laughs> That's a, a big shout out to our friends, Caps. They are the, the home of headwear. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've given you the wrong colour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, I mean, don't get me wrong. They are great hats. Great but, hats. But, but you've given me the worst colour every time. Oh, well, and I think it's purposeful, isn't it? <laughs> like, Cocky's walking away with these beautiful, crisp white, black ones. And I've got like a magenta or a piss yellow colour. I'm like, mate, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> the best is uh, last time we did the, um, I got you the Phoenix, got the Phoenix yeah. kit for Cocky. So he yeah. got the jersey and yeah. you got the beanie. Yeah, <laughs> you go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what beanie was it again? The Phoenix Sun. That's right. Phoenix Sun's beanie. <laughs> and you were like, what the fuck is this? I go, sorry, mate. Oh, mate Tight so budgets funny. around here. That is so funny. Now, mate, I've got to get you another pair of bricks. Oh, I don't know how many If you're not wearing these uh, around Aussie Open next year, yeah. I'm giving yeah. up. Yeah. I'm giving oh, up. Okay. Right. Look, you give us a gander. What, what are they? What okay, model are we've they? We've got the Soho. Yeah. Well, I saw, yeah. mate, the other day you mentioned that Margot Robbie was wearing your specs. Like, yeah, you're obviously killing day, it with the Rick Soho. Well, back in the day, that's yeah. what happened. And everyone, yeah. that was the clip the boys the put clip. up. Yeah. Um, quite a long time ago. I said, I said yeah. and message the boys, jumped on their podcast. Yeah. I said, geez, you've gone hard with the yeah. Margot clip. They go, yeah, everyone loves it. And I'm like, yeah. all right, we'll run with it. And I thought Jason Tatum or OBJ yeah. might have been a better <laughs> It's like, no, 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 no it's good them. though, mate. It's good. Oh, it's fantastic. So when they're, good, Margot, they're good, Sonny. When yeah. Margot rocked them back in the day, it was, um, yeah, it was a special moment. And yeah. as I said on that podcast. Like, but again, you know, even with the Rick Sire, where you've given me some questionable uh, <laughs> questions. I've, I've given you these given you ones. ones. I've, I've given you every, because you like the bigger frame. So yeah, I thought, yeah, mate, enough's you, enough. I'm going mate, for the ones that I like. Mate, this is this is beautiful. So, I can see here. Pull them out. Let's have a look at these. these I'll put the them on right Soho, now. Soho, oh. dark green crystal. These put the hoe in so. Have a look at these bad boys. Have a look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. How are you? <laughs> Do you like them? <laughs> I don't know. How am I looking? Oh, you, Be honest, mate. Yeah, I'm looking pretty schmick. I, 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 oh, oh, look at that. Whiz. I look like Ringo Starr. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> you are always looking good, mate. Yeah, friend. look at this, mate. This you is can, unbelievable. These specs can, are awesome. You can pull the aviators. You can you can. No, nah, mate, the these, are, these, these are gone. These are no good, I reckon. I'm going to start rocking these. Oh, you have to. Yeah. That, they look uh, posing for a photo for the socials as we speak. If our <laughs> listeners are wondering, what's going they on. actually fit you so well. I'm, yeah. I'm actually stoked with the way I've styled you. Yeah, and I've got a very strange pill too. Like it's not really. They actually. It's um, not designed for sunnies. Like mostly it falls off, and I don't oh, know. Oh, mate, your head and rig is yeah, designed yeah, for anything. Yeah. In fact, your rig's designed to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, welcome to Hunkmania. <laughs> I'm on my roof show in Australia. Ladies, do you want to see a flaccid cock? <laughs> I can't hear. You. Do you want to see a flaccid cock? <laughs> it's only as thick as a coke can, but boy, is it a long? Is it a long? 
<laughs> he puts the thunder in down under. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Woo. Yeah, hang on. I think are these glasses, are these prescription, mate, <laughs> that we can make prescription. They haven't fucked up my eyes, have they? <laughs> Am I all right? <laughs> Rick's eyewear, get a pair, buddy. Good. <laughs> all good, are they? Twenty twenty, is it? <laughs> Here we go. Give me a cricket bat. A bit of T twenty cricket. <laughs> Anyone listening there, yeah. Elliot's put his eyes yeah. uh, across them over. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, you are a very the funny The Rick's man. effect. Now, our, our segment yeah. here is Rick's effect. <laughs> <laughs> our segment here is... <laughs> the boy's got the absolute giggles. Mate, what? Yeah. I, I oh, think I might have abs. The first oh, time I can feel it. I can it. Mate, Woo. look at that. The body fat percentage matches ATAR oh, score, about 2-3%. <laughs> about the same thing we got going on there. <laughs> I can't even get this Rick segment out. Unbelievable, mate. Yeah, oh, mate. So Whew. here we, we go. You're, you're rocking this Soho. Anyone out there that uh, wants a pair, obviously, use the discount yeah. code ACES at rickcyway.com.au. ACES? Yep, discount Aces, code. Discount, discount code. Must, 20% must off and free express shipping. And yeah, I'll, now I was taking yeah. the piss, obviously, with the cross-side ladies and gentlemen before, but these are... Tremendous specs. Oh, actually, I'm being serious. These are the best. These are the best pair of Ricks I've received from Thanks, you. Thanks, mate. They are the yeah. brand new Soho. I think the last ones were pink or I guess gave you the biggest. And better. now leave them on for me, great man. Because oh, I need yeah, to ask yeah, you a question. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, last yeah. pair, I was just like, I can't. Yeah. I gave you six pairs. I don't know what style you want, yeah, but yeah, I've gone straight yeah. to our newest. <laughs> it's called me Big Man as well. You hate being called Legend Big Man. Yeah, Legend Big Man. Mate, look at that Big Man. Fucking keep him on, right? Big Man. <laughs> now, tiny cock, keep him on, right? <laughs> now, hang on, big man. Let me just uh, think of a more condescending thing to back that up, right? <laughs> big man. <laughs> now, come on, squirt. <laughs> Rich yeah. and retirement. I've yeah. finally got yeah. to this. I'm sweating. You're making me sweat. Oh, that's good. Gee whiz. Um, that's good. Rick's and retirement, mate. So when it all- <laughs> Last time you have a Vindaloo before the podcast, mate. A bit early for that. <laughs> the Vindaloo <laughs> Yeah Very spicy mate It'll get you every time oh, We are in a van though What we used to say in cricket Swinging like a dunny door On yeah, curry night Exactly <laughs> <laughs> Have a look at this yeah. bike He's swinging yeah. like a dunny door On I, curry I night I know you're rushing To get into this But I, I do have to mention We are in a van Ladies and gentlemen Like uh, Tommy Sheridan, every time we do this podcast, he rolls up in a van. And one of the funniest things happened this morning, he said, you'd be out the front at 10 a.m. So I rock up like chipper, 9, 9.50, roll at the front. There was a van. And I roll up to the van and I start pulling on the door. <laughs> and I swear to God, this happened this morning. I'm pulling on the door and I'm like, let me in the van. I go to the front and this bloke wearing a high vis. It wasn't you. Another bloke wearing a high vis. And he goes, uh, mate, I'm a courier. I'm, I'm a courier. <laughs> And I go, let me in the van. And he goes, I'm a courier, mate. Are you right? You look at, you got the right, right place. Oh, it's pretty funny, man. I was just sitting there like, oh shit, no, I don't actually. Yeah. But <laughs> you yeah. what's going through there? Oh, I don't know. He must have thought I was a freak. It was so weird, man. I'm just pulling at the door. I'm like, Tommy, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine what's going through there. Yeah, 100%. He's like, it's mate, I'm just trying to get this fruit and veg to South Melbourne Market. <laughs> He's like, I've got this bloke <laughs> yanking on the door. And you're going, I'm here for a podcast. Yeah. Going, Most people talking? are trying to avoid and so I'm chopping at a bit to get in there. I'm like, let me in here. Come on. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Mate, it was the number one thing that my mum told me when I was a little boy, like avoid vans. <laughs> and here I am, like, you know, so keen to get the Rick's eyewear on. I'm like, let me in. <laughs> Uh, oh wow! Yeah, that's good. Ooh, yeah, we needed that. Shit, yeah, need that. That's good, mate. Need, need you on. I need to get you. Do you why don't you just come on every day? No, absolutely. I just need hundred percent that laugh. Oh. I haven't had laugh that day. It's, it's good fun, you know. We just want people to have a bit of laugh, oh, mate, mate. Hopefully I, next time, mate, we'll have more than three questions. I can't believe the three yeah. questions. And here I am messaging, mate. They can't wait to have you back yeah. on, which is true. We did a survey. Yeah. Elliot Loney, Elliot Loney. Wow. I'm going. All right. Well, then three questions. That's amazing, mate. I've, um, I've been stitched up there. You know, I think we both have. But I think you know it is what it is. To be fair though, I do have the theory. I reckon a lot of people have like short, short memories and shit, eh? Like I reckon like if you're not putting content out constantly on every day, yeah. Every day, like some of these TikTokers, man, they're making like 40 videos a day. I'm like, fucking hell. Good work, right? Yeah, bloody hell. It's hard to you want quality is like I'd imagine it's just hard to keep quality and yeah. quantity at the same. You kind of Well mate, I had a nightmare about that the other day. My miso like she she woke up the other day and said, I had a nightmare that you cheated on me and I was <laughs> I was like, Oh fuck, I'm so sorry about that. You know, like it's a tough one. And I said, I had a nightmare too. She's always your dream about. And it was a weird dream, mate. It had like I reckon it had a real serious meeting. Now this is gonna reveal how strange I am as a bloke, but I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just elaborate on this story. I had a dream about this sweet potato. Right? No, sorry. Actually, sorry. Giving away the whole story. It was a, it was a dream about a potato, right? Just a normal white potato, and he was fucking livid, and he was throwing shit. And I was in, in this dream. I'm like, "What's wrong, mate? You all right?" And he's like, "Mate, no one gives a fuck about me anymore. Everyone only cares about my brother Sweet. I only care about my brother Sweet. No one gives a fuck about me." And I'm like, "Mate, you're still good. Like, I still have you. Sometimes I go down to spud bar and get an all potato." Mate, I get around you that. And he's like, no, no, everyone only cares about sweet. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you would know all about it. No one gives a fuck about you anymore. It's all about TikTok. It's all about TikTok. And I was like, oh, shit. And I woke up fucking sweating. So yeah, mate, it's full on. It's fucked up. I was like, shit, mate. Got to get out. You got to start and making you, TikTok. You told this to your missus after she Yeah, started. yeah. She's like, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's a weird dream I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you uh, are fucking yeah. funny. Now, chuck yeah. them on so we can get yeah, the yeah, segment yeah, out the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, mate. <laughs> the Rickson yeah. retirement segment. Yeah. Yeah. Where would Elliot Loney love to finish up, I guess, you know, whenever you want to retire, you've got that much cash. Yeah. We'll start with two questions. We'll start with yep. the good positive one. Where's the location Elliot Loney would take his Ricks and retire and why? Oh, yeah. I'd probably take my Ricks and retire somewhere in the Maldives. Or potentially Bahamas, you know, just sit on this nice little banana lounge, Rastafari music playing in the background, you know, and just watch the sunset roll roll away, and maybe go for a swim with a couple of more eels, and oh. you know, you know those little like I don't even know if they're real, but you know how you see sometimes those TikToks of those reels come up on Instagram with like the the little like music and stuff, but they're like little like fireflies, but in the water, yeah. Gee, you'd love to immerse yourself in that, wouldn't you? Oh, you would. You yeah, would. yeah. Maldives are special. I think you're looking at 30 grand a week. Yeah, exactly, so exactly. Retiring there and you yeah. can't start. Why not? So it'll never happen to me, but <laughs> <laughs> ideally, that would be great. Afterpay. Yeah, yeah. Pickleball. Pickleball. Correct. Invest in the right yeah. team. Now, yeah. we're, we're going to flip this one because I just thought this is a first. Mm -hmm. Rick's and. Um, where you don't want to retire. Yep. Where's the one location in the yep. world where you just don't want to retire? Yep. Melton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be near the harvest yeah. track? Nah, nah, I don't want to be in Melton. 
Yeah, I'd be very, I'm, I'd be so upset. I, I'd actually put it on. I reckon I'd be like, I'd be really dialing up the dementia if I was in Melton in a retirement home. <laughs> I'd be wheeling into my fight stance. I don't care what age I'm at. Like I'd be, I'd be clocking nurses left and right if I was in Melton. <laughs> Get off me. Get off me. I don't belong here. Is that a bad experience in Melton? Oh, uh, not really. I just don't, I just don't like the sound of it. That is fun. I don't even know if I've ever been there. <laughs> <laughs> they are oh, yours, thanks, my mate. friend. Rick's Unbelievable. Eyewear. Rick's Eyewear. Here we are. Um, we, we love yeah. your support, mate. Yeah. We know you wear yeah. the Rick's all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and mate, you got the hat as well. You put that on yeah, your- Yeah, chuck it here, so mate. If you want to yeah. put it on your pill, hopefully it fits because yeah. I've got a skinny head. Oh, no. Oh. I have a small head as well. It's go. good that it's better color than usual. Hang on. Let me just get It's green on green. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Bloody hell. Look at that. You are on. So I think you've got the hat. Bit tangled. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Hasn't even got it off. Oh shit! Now, now it's on. Hang on. Yeah, there we go. Oh, hang on. Oh, gee whiz. There you go. Yeah. yeah, not as skinny as mine, is it? Yeah, yeah. look at that. There we go. Look at that. <laughs> hey, oh, ladies and gentlemen, get a box at Now that's a good hat color. That's a nice mate, pair of sunglasses. Beautiful hat. I feel like I've ticked the box the third time round. Yeah, absolutely, mate. No, this is this is way better. Like I was, uh, I was mentioning the cocky last time when we were on the podcast. I'm like, gee whiz, he gave you some good merch, didn't he? But have a look what I got. <laughs> got a bloody cum rag and a, <laughs> and, a, and, a and a pair of pink shades. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have any pink shades. I might bring something out. Call yeah. the lonies. Yeah. Gee whiz. Now our friends at Milwaukee Tools. Oh, wow. Hey, you're a handy man. Are you do you get do you get in the gut? I know you're a handy man. I'm a handy hindrance. I'll tell you that much. I don't think I've got a, a single uh sort of uh I don't know, industrial bone in my body. <laughs> But, well, mate, uh, you do now. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. You don't come on this uh, this show anymore and go home with just uh, a lopsided cap, you know, yeah, like, yeah, the colour of, of your piss. You get the lifestyle power pack here from our friends at Milwaukee Tools. It's uh, It's got everything you need. Um, it's literally perfect for going away when you want to camp, fish, or simply enjoy the outdoors over uh, a period away with the dal. What's included, mate, is a pruning saw and contractor bag, an LED lantern and floodlight. Uh, might be one of them things, you, you know, for a date when you go down the beach there. You've got the compact blower, mate. Blow the blow all the leaves yeah, in the backyard. Yeah. Uh, you've got the batteries. You've got the charger. You've got everything in this pack. So uh, huge shout out to Milwaukee Tools. Uh, they're obviously the best in the business. Nothing but heavy duty, just driven to outperform. A bit like you on the workbench. Yeah, absolutely, driven, mate. Just Look at driven that. to outperform. For those that want to uh, check this out, head to the website, milwaukeetools.com.au. Dot au, uh, Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. Now, mate, our, our segment here Milwaukee, is always- nothing <laughs> but heavy duty. Give it to me again. <laughs> Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. <laughs> I need you to say this one next time. Yeah, mate. They are mate. awesome. Thank you to them because this mate, is a, an extremely thank you, Milwaukee, valuable yeah. um, pack, especially for someone that's you know wants a little kit. Are you, um, are you a handy man? Look, mate, not really. I wouldn't say I'm very handy. Yeah, that's probably the best word uh, for it. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. As I said, a hindrance man, maybe perhaps uh, a distraction man. But uh, look, I'll, I'll, gi I'll give it. I'll give it a crack. I wouldn't. I think it would be, make a good comedy skit. Me with a Milwaukee tool. So I I'd love to. I think I'd love footage. to. You know, have a crack at it. But yeah, this looks. Uh, pull it up on the table. Let's have a look it's at it. I don't know if the camera's going to pick it up. Oh, but, it's heavy. It's mate, heavy. it's heavy. What have we got here? We got a mini chainsaw. We got a leaf. Is that a leaf blower? You got a leaf blower. You got leaf blower. You got the blower. You got included the in here. We got a we got a battery. We got a. It's, it's got everything that you need. Tractor bag, charger, compact blower. Gee, and a, and a saw, pruning saw. Yeah, you got the pruning saw there. So if you want to cut down some trees, or yeah. you're in Melton and you want to just 
Fuck yeah, shit yeah, up. Yeah. Like, if you want to escape the, the nursing home later in life, mate, there's your... Uh, there's your way out. Well, the pruning saw will come in handy to cut the nasty down to size if it gets a bit too big for his boots. <laughs> so I'll, I'll keep that in mind. When, uh, I was when just about to say, me. leading in, who is your Milwaukee tool? Milwaukee tool in your life. Who's, a, who's the biggest tool that you know? Oh, look, I mean, I'm going to say this purely because I know the great man would say it about me as well. Uh, I do love him unconditionally. He's probably my best mate. If I had a wedding, he probably would be the best man at my wedding. But geez, a big tool for nasty Kokonakas, I tell you that much. <laughs> Um, and uh, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to be my Milwaukee tool of the week, I reckon, just because I know that he'd do it for me. There he'd stitch go. me up too. So <laughs> I'm gonna stitch him up live on the Osmed American Aces uh, show here with Tommy Sheridan. Um, he's my Milwaukee tool of the week, <laughs> and he's gonna hate me for this. <laughs> oh, I love it. What's, yeah. the, what's the most toolish thing he's ever done? Oh, gee, uh, that's a that's a great question. Great question. Oh, this is a ripping story, but I'm not sure if I can divulge this on the podcast. It's just too good. It's too good. But look, long story short, I won't go into the full logistics of it, but basically he's responsible for my plumbing at my house uh, being being completely, uh, how do I say, incapacitated. And uh, he cost my old man sixty grand in the uh, in the recovery process, <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's a running gag, and he gets very very annoyed when I bring it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what everyone knows about. <laughs> we talk about it all the time as a gag, but uh, sixty but yeah, grand. Yeah, I always make the joke. I'm like, mate, you owe me sixty grand. So sometimes, you know, when when he's like, you know, pissed off, he's going to pay for a coffee or something. I'll be like, mate, we just had to tell you, you owe me sixty grand as it is. You know, it was it's a long story. Basically, like because it's a subdivided property. They had to dig underneath the house and excavate the driveway and go right towards the back of the place. And so it was a huge process, mate. Jesus Christ, he eat the night before. Oh, mate, it's it's not it's not really what you think. I can't go into details oh, of it because I don't want to throw him under a bus that no, hard. No, I've already thrown him under a bus <laughs> as much as it, it is. Let's leave but, it but, there. But, mate, yeah, it, he owes me 60 grand and I'm happy to put that in. <laughs> there you go, the nasty cock and <laughs> The cock, the Milwaukee tool. Oh, that is just driven out the form. <laughs> I can't wait to see cocky. I can't wait to see cocky on your podcast next because I know if you're still doing this Milwaukee tour oh, the way yeah, they're here for the long haul mate, Cocky is going to throw me out of the biggest bus I, I know he wait. will when's he back in Melbourne I'm not sure probably probably for the Grand Prix I reckon and if he is you got to try and get him on the show because I know that once he sees this I'm going to cop it more than you've ever believed because the thing about Thanasi mate when you fight fire with it he, he fights fire harder so oh that is so he good. will throw me under a big bus but it's it's you know it's all love that is all love and I tell yeah. you what it's all love here mate I can't yeah. thank you enough for coming on the pod um, you come back anytime you want oh, uh, it's uh, you're nothing but human mate I love seeing you we just yeah. can't stop laughing when we see each other good um, I hope you've uh, yeah just thanks for your time all the best with the series obviously you've done it you've got it in the can and it's coming yeah, out nine more episodes every every Tuesday night six more by the time this comes out oh but, six more by the time yeah, every comes Tuesday out. night 7.30 prime time prime time but I believe look I on be, seven on seven but I wouldn't be surprised if they change the time because they're competing with maths and survivor Yep. So I saw the ratings come out yesterday and I think it did all right. Maybe 400,000 people tune in for the first step or something, but which is pretty good on seven, but still lagging behind maths and I think yes. um, survivors. So I think, you know, that they might change the the time just to, to help with that because I, I can't see anything being maths. You know, everyone watches it. I don't watch it, but I heard it. Yeah, no disrespect to maths. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't pay me. 
Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I just can't stand. Yeah, that stuff. look, I'm I'm the same, but I know that it, like people, like all my mates watch it sometimes. All, my, like, all the people that watch it go, it's so bad. Yeah, but they can't but it's watch so it. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah they like, can't take their what? eyes off it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, we're all different. Yeah, exactly. Mate. I'm more of a exactly. sporty kind of dude, but yeah, that yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, a bit of comedy is great. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's great. I, I I've got so much respect for the Seven Network and Helium Productions for actually giving a, a show like we interrupt this broadcaster run because, you know, like I said, we haven't had an ensemble camaraderie generated sketch comedy show like this in like 15 years, 20 years. Mm. So, um, you know, shows like this back in the day launched the careers of like Eric Banner and some of those superstars. So, yeah, you know, to be what a part What was the other of, ones? My folks, our family went to Winters. Thank forward. God you're here. Thank, Remember that thank one? Thank God you're here. That was, was a good one. We went and watched yeah. it live. Yeah, yeah, it was a kid. It was really, Amazing. really yeah, funny. Yeah, 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 and I was, you know, young and it was, yeah. you know, very relatable. And then, I've been stuck on, um, I was actually on TikTok the other night for yeah. the first time in a long time, stuck in the, what do you call it when you're just stuck Mate, scrolling? The, the vortex. They the got me in scroll. the vortex. Oh, I was stuck. Whose line is it anyway? Someone oh, yeah, posted right. all the best bits of whose line is it anyway? Yeah. And I reckon I watched 45 minutes straight of like just pure gold. Like, yeah, it was right. so funny. Yeah. And I'm like, that show hasn't been around for ages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, comedy, it's great. We need it. We need a laugh. And, uh, yeah, I've seen snippets of what you've done already, mate. It's very funny, and you yeah. you, make, you make me laugh anyway. So, like when I see you being real well, professional and uh, playing your role perfectly, it's just it's yeah, great humor. It's, it's funny, mate. Look, I think like as the show progresses, I wasn't in the first episode much, but I know that like they sort of got me involved after they've already filmed for a couple of weeks. So, I think as the show progresses, I'll be in a few more sketches. There was, I think, even the Survivor sketch that they did last night or on Tuesday night, I was supposed to be the host of it, but I got COVID during shooting. So oh, I had to I recast a couple of things and, you know, but yeah, of course, core cast does a great job. Like there's so much talent in the show. And, um, you know, I think as, as the show progresses, you know, hopefully they do get a second season. Cause I think if we do get a second run at it, I think it'll be even better than the How first. How many people in the actual casting? Cause I can only imagine um, the logistics around this would be a nightmare. Look, I think in the core cast, there's probably about eight or so. Yeah. And then there's a lot of supporting guys like myself and a few others. But I think as, you know, if we get a second season, who knows, there might yeah. be more, yeah. more core casts. There might be less, you know, there might be, you know, um, more, as I said, more camaraderie, you know, like I think it's, it's good to have like, no, not necessarily a core cast and a supporting cast. I think it's better just to have everyone as a team, yeah. you know, work, you know, like I think it, it, collaborating together, collaborating together. Yeah. To get a better outcome, which exactly. is more you viewership, know, like, better quality. Yeah, product. and really, really, um, you know, divide the airtime equally ar ar amongst everyone and, and make sure that everyone's, as I said earlier, playing to their forehand. Like, you know, say, you know, once the rider's going to get a handle on, oh, this bike's good at this or this chick's really good at doing that, this guy's really good at this, he's going to be the character guy or the impression guy or whatever, mm. and you sort of, you know, yeah. start handballing yeah. the, the, you know, so they can kick a goal every time. Yeah. yeah, it's great, mate. Well, yeah, all the best. Um, thank you so much for coming on. No, no worries. It's mate. great to be here. And, uh, man, I'll let you sign off because I know the yeah. impersonation is what we love and we haven't yeah, well, done, but you can sign, you can, can sign the off. Impersonation list out. Yeah. Is there say, any new ones well, we there? Got, we got the Milwaukee tool. Gordon Ramsay's right there. We got the Milwaukee tool. Oh, here. Gordon, Gordon loves these Milwaukee tools. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. Gordon Ramsay. Good mumsy, right? He's getting the cobwebs yeah, out. Here. I gotta get the cobwebs out. It's been a while since I've done it. That's gotta. I gotta really zone in. What the fuck? What the fuck? Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tough guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, we have the Milwaukee. 
Lifestyle M12 12 3 Peace Power Pack. Yeah, basically, this promotional pack was created for those heading away to camp, fish, or simply enjoy the outdoors over the Christmas, New Year's break. Yeah, okay. What's included? M12 6 pruning saw and a contractor bag. Yeah, okay. M12 LED lantern floodlight and 12 compact blower. It gets even better. What the fuck? What the fuck? Two times M12 TM6 MP, AMP batteries and a charger. How much is it worth? It's worth. What the fuck? It's a bargain. $719. That's amazing. Unbelievable value there, mate. That's fucking fantastic. That's fucking amazing. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'll round it out with a little bit of Morgan Freeman before I leave you hanging there, Tommy. I thought you were leaving me hanging there, A little there, bit Morgan. of Milwaukee, M12 fuel. Reminds me of my friend, Danny Dufresne. The finest tool shed in all the land. <laughs> the finest tool set, not shed. Ah. <laughs> uh, Fuck. I don't know, mate. Maybe there's a couple more in there we can rip, whip out. But yeah, yeah, Conor McGregor's just Conor McGregor's not bad. But there's to. a few. There's a few bloody ones that are a bit rusty. I haven't. I need to listen. You know what helps when I listen to the voice before I do it sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. Um, maybe a bit of a. I mean, if we're talking about Milwaukee, maybe we do a bit of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> ah. This is one of the finest tool sets I've ever seen. We got the Milwaukee M12 fuel driven to our form. It's a fantastic tool set. Now, now this tool set's not necessarily great. It's, it's not necessarily fantastic, but it's better than both those things. It's all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Get yourself some of these finest tools in all the land. All right. <laughs> there we go. A bit of Matthew McConaughey. Oh, there you go. Job. Thank you, great man. Yeah, no, no, I could right. have you. You know, I'm gonna. What we're gonna do is, I'm gonna get you back on. Yeah. Um, and I've always admired. Remember Trevor Marmalade when it was a footy show back yeah, in the day? Yeah, yeah. And he ripping. just sat in the corner yeah, and he so just good. and he just would just chime in. So yeah. what I want to do is, I want to get a couple of boys on. They're gonna talk about their footy soon, and I'm gonna get you on as well. And we're just gonna. I'll just yeah. run it, but then you just chime in and just. I, I just. I can see that working again, and I reckon. Yeah. That is you. You are. Yeah. You just sit in the corner and just pop blokes, <laughs> and I just. I reckon that dimension. Everyone. Uh, I don't think they've seen it for a while because yeah. growing up, geez, Trevor was the man. Yeah, mate. It's um, unfortunate, you know. But I think with like this political correctness era and stuff, you know, political correctness, I think is, you know, in some respects, probably a good thing, but it's it's not a good thing for comedy. Yeah, you know? it's like very it, hard to be perfect, yeah. isn't it? And as a comedian, yeah, you know, so. like I think you know, comedy at its best is very politically incorrect. You know, so I think, um, yeah, it, it'd be great to see some of that larrikinism and that looseness come back to- We're going to bring it back. Yeah, right well, I think we should bring it back. You know, people need a laugh, mate. Yes. You know, people need a laugh, so it's good. Um, mate, thank you so much. We'll yeah. get you back. No, no worries, mate. Appreciate it's it, Always an honour coming on, mate. Oh, it's, it's I love great. It and yeah. appreciate the aces for writing in all those questions. It's, yeah, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Three questions, fantastic. Loans, all the best, mate. For the fiftieth time, nah, appreciate um, it, mate. If you're not wearing the Soho Rixies, mate, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it up. Nah, man, put them on now. They, these are absolutely beautiful, mate. So I'll be I'll be sporting them today at the Kuyong Tennis Club. I can uh, oh, guarantee so you. Mate. You'll get the chocolates over some fourteen year old. Oh, hundred percent, mate. Yeah. <laughs> He's never faced such tenacity in all his years. <laughs> that much. There it is. Thanks for listening to another episode of Tommy Talks, where you literally can't thank you enough for all your support. Speaking of support. Our great mates, Milwaukee Tools. Without yours, we wouldn't be here. Milwaukee Outdoor Power Equipment gives you the power to clear, cut, and maintain the outdoors without the petrol headaches. 
No pull starts, no engine maintenance, no mixing petrol and oil. Book a test drive now at milwaukeetools.com.au. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. All right, catch you on the next one.